With over 25 years of leading technology and media companies, our next guest is leveraging his information technology expertise to drive patient engagement and create a frictionless and more meaningful patient experience. Michael Borner, CEO of Engage Technologies Group, joins us to discuss how he and his team are removing barriers to patient education through short-form, video-based technology that transfers relevant knowledge from diagnosis to post-op instructions. In addition, Michael also shares how Engage's efforts to close knowledge gaps are producing a strengthened relationship between providers and their patients. Join us for this exciting conversation to discover how Michael and his team are transforming lives by removing barriers to patient education. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Michael, a big, big welcome to our podcast. I'm so excited to spend some time with you today. Mike, great to be with you. And you are an amazing mind. I can't wait to have a discussion. As well, my friend. And given your (laughs) expertise and passion for innovating short-form video-based enterprise technologies that enable data-driven video personalization and mass constituent engagement, I'm excited and eager to have this important conversation today. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Clubhouse in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Michael, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and Engage Technologies Group are removing barriers to patient education by eliminating the need for an email, a password, a login, and even an app. But first, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? That is such a great question. You know, to me, it stems around a couple of things, being curious, asking questions and rethinking strategy, given the different way that infrastructure works in today's world. You connect switch points, you can reinvent things in an extraordinary way that's never been possible before. Oh my gosh, I love you. We're already out the gate strong, Michael. This is great. (laughs) You know, there's no better time to be curious, right? We've seen so many things change over these past two and a half years. I say it time and time again, obviously COVID has been absolutely devastating on a global level, but also There are amazing phoenixes rising from those ashes. We're thinking anew. We have to. We have to try new things. We need to be curious of how do we answer the call of the health system of really today and tomorrow that we need to rebuild and reshape for our nation. Michael, how important is that curiosity within Engaged Technologies? Does that come from the top down from you as a CEO? And does that permeate as part of your culture throughout your entire organization? You know, it's a great question because if you don't have a company culture that continues to push back against status quo, you really don't have an innovation culture from the core. And so I just really believe that we are living in this moment when new infrastructure is triggering new business models. And because when you think all the way back to when the freeways first came in, or even before that railroads, anytime you have new infrastructure, now, of course, we have fiber and a whole new way to think about infrastructure. Well, it always changes 
business models. And so what's fascinating about that is if you're not asking questions and thinking about, hmm, how could we dramatically improve customer experience, patient experience, and bend the cost curve down? And what I think is interesting, I've always been kind of curious with this one question about how to look at every system being capable of a maximum efficiency. Because no matter what you're running, you have some sort of system. Is it at its maximum efficiency? Well, new infrastructure could make that completely disruptive. When you think about, for example, the famous you know, blockbuster video, I've got four daughters. So we used to drive there twice. You know, get kids you used to get to go out and make that run. And you would always hear the word sold out. Plus, it took forever. But then they had to ask themselves, OK, with new infrastructure, how do we dramatically improve the customer experience and move to streaming? And of course, what's interesting is innovation often comes not from the incumbents, but by the challenger brands that come from outside. And so I think it's fascinating when you think about Netflix, it dramatically improved the customer experience, but it also bent the cost curve way, way down. But the other thing that I think is interesting about that model is it went from a transactional model, which at its height was about a $5.5 billion market cap at Blockbuster. Well, now you're dealing with you know a $200 billion market cap depending on the day of the stock, for Netflix, and you now have a subscription-based model. Well, all that was possible because of thinking new methods for maximizing scale and also thinking of a new method of making it faster, easier, less expensive, and better. And you never hear sold out, plus there's no driving back and forth twice. Well, talk about a customer satisfaction journey that Netflix has and is continuing to nail. And also, of course, Michael, we're going to talk about that today on some of the amazing things you guys are bringing into healthcare. When we start thinking about the patient as the consumer and really putting her at the center of care and all that we do, a big right. part of that, a big part of that is engagement and how do we do it efficiently? How do we do it effectively and seamlessly? And I know we're going to unpack all of that after we get back from thinking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side by side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus, or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Michael Borner, CEO of Engage Technologies Group. Michael, you set the stage at the front end of this podcast. I know we're going to have a lot of exciting things to talk about. And I know also where things are heading. You guys are going to be square in the middle of where we need to go as an industry there's a lot to discuss there as well, you know, where things are happening today and, of course, tomorrow and where we're going as we think anew, as we start thinking about what does the new delivery of healthcare look like for our nation. But first, of course, Michael, you've been an executive within this space and within technology for a number of years. And then, of course, you know, you have engaged technologies. You guys have been around for almost six years, but you yourself, you've been at it now for 25 plus years leading technology and media companies. 
Where was the aha moment for engaged technologies? Let's start there. Then we'll talk current state, what you guys are doing, all the good trouble you're causing. And of course, we'll talk future state, how we can help you. But first, where was that aha moment for the current company, Engaged Technologies? Mm, yeah, it's a great question. You know, the aha moment for me really stemmed around the concept that information or wisdom changes people's lives. And when you think about that moment when you got timely advice from someone that knew the road that you were about to go down, how life transforming that is, whether it's healthcare or leadership or marriage or parenting, you name it, there's something very, very special about being able to be granted the insight and wisdom to help you navigate what's about to go on in your life. And so I was involved in high-end content production for a number of years running a media company, and we just found an amazing relationship. I had the honor of working with some of the best-selling authors, people like Ken Blanchard and Gary Smalley, who sold millions of books, and their wisdom was so powerful in people's lives. And then in 2005, you probably remember, all of a sudden, this wicked fast thing came along called 256K speed, right? Because we're used to dial-up. And so all of a sudden, the enablement of this new faster methodology could put video on the internet. And so being a content person, we begin to think about how you could scale story, how you could scale wisdom. And before 2005, you know, there was no YouTube. There was not even video on the internet really at all because dial-up wasn't capable in the infrastructure. So we started thinking about this idea at the time called iQuestions, kind of safe and trusted video answers for your family and career featuring the best-selling authors and experts where you could click on a mouse button on a website and suddenly you had a two or three minute video of someone sitting across the coffee table, so to speak, looking you in the eyes, direct to camera and giving you the wisdom that never before was summonable with a mouse click. You had to go to a library to find it or you had to read it. Well, this was the idea of video. And that ended up progressing into healthcare almost accidentally because we started figuring out a way to use software to intelligently organize these video storytelling assets into a sequence we now call an arc of engagement. Because when you think about the three biggest mass consumer behavioral shifts we've seen to date, it's really about three things. It's mobile now first. Mobile is it. People forget, not you, know, you haven't had a smartphone in every pocket and purse for very long. And so we've got infrastructure fast enough for streaming. Second is this insatiable appetite for video. When it comes to learning, people are now going to YouTube. They're looking for short form videos to explain complex ideas. The problem with video is most people don't want it to be long. Unless it's entertainment, they want it to be brief. And so we developed this method of putting short videos in a sequence, that arc of engagement, to be able to deliver content. The third is this very rare kind of connection where we all have a preference for the way we communicate. Almost everyone would answer this question the same. How do you prefer to be communicated with? Text. And so the ability to put all three of those together to deliver information. And so at our company, what really drives us is transforming lives by delivering timely wisdom, which connected to the reason I got into this in the first place. Unbelievable. What a phenomenal story. Of course, we're going to get back into engaged technologies. I'm going to ask you, you know, what's that elevator pitch? You know, you're a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. I know you have it down pat. We're going to go there in just a moment, but I have to, I have to take a little side road for, for just a brief moment in time here, because I'm fascinated by this notion that you were there when, you know, again, like you said, we're 256K, we can start streaming video. You were one of the first ones there. This is brand new field. This is a brand new, you know, virtual digital real estate. Were people looking at you, Michael, like, what is this guy talking about? What is this guy doing? This isn't going to work, right? There's no way that we're going to do video over the internet. What was it like during those early days from, you know, 
call it the naysayers, call it what you will. What was the <laughs> feedback like during those early days? It must've been amazing. Yeah, you know, you're right. Because usually if you're involved in innovation, you're trying to look around corners. And when you're doing that, you're trying to think through all the permutations of what's ahead. Well, back then, people didn't know what Google was. There was no YouTube when we started. And so the investors were all probably 50, 60, 70-year-old people who had capacity and who were not familiar at all with the infrastructure that we believed was going to actually take over at some point. And so what was interesting is trying to explain at some point, people would be able to summon information and be able to click, what was that? He said, Michael Giggle? No, it's Google. But what that, you know, so it's, it's an amazing challenge when you have to get people to see what's coming. Well, now what's great about the innovation we're finally able to deliver is every executive, a very healthcare company that we talk to lives every day of their lives in mobile, video, and text. And so what we've also experienced with healthcare is that we have to dramatically eliminate all the barriers. And so it's amazing how badly healthcare is nascent compared to many of the modern things we're used to. I mean, now you tap a button and a car comes to your feet, food comes to your door. But when you enter healthcare, you go back five, 10, 15 years. Here's a paper form that I'd like you to fill out. By the way, multiple times, I know you filled out your address on the first three versions, five versions down into this paper, you're gonna keep doing that. And so we really believe in the healthcare world We've got to figure out a way to truly put that patient at the center, take them on a journey where they feel like their hand is being held all the way through from beginning to end from their provider, but you've got to eliminate the friction. Otherwise, they just won't use that portal or download that app or register or manage just another password. So we finally have the infrastructure to tell a story without those barriers, and it's amazing. Well, you teed me up for the next question then, Michael, because this is the stuff I'm incredibly excited about. You are 100% spot on. I mentioned it earlier. We have to put the consumer, we have to put the patient at the center of this journey, and you're doing exactly that. So with that, you teed me up. What's that elevator pitch for Engage Technologies? Sure. Engage Technologies is all about delivering timely wisdom that transforms lives by transferring the knowledge the patient needs at the height of interest and time of need right at diagnosis, and all the way through the pre-appointment, appointment, pre-op, and post-op instructions. And so imagine if you had an intelligent text that came into you at every moment across your journey, from before you came into the practice to while you were there in the practice to afterwards. And so let's say, for example, you're going through cataract surgery, which is the number one surgery in the world. All of us will eventually uh, develop cataract surgery. And so your eye doctor refers you to an ophthalmologist, a surgeon. They tell you, oh, Mike, sorry you need eye surgery. Wow, what does that mean? Well, now all of a sudden, the doctor, who is the least scalable person in the world, right, is a doctor's hands, especially a surgeon. And so they have to go through a cataract evaluation, which takes about an hour and a half to two hours to explain everything to you and go through all the telemetry measurements. So now all of a sudden, you have this huge lift where all of these expensive healthcare workers have to explain things over and over and over. Well, imagine if you could have a yellow brick road of 90 second videos put in a sequence that explain everything you need to know. But what if someone or a company took the time to listen to the best doctors in the entire space to design exactly what that yellow brick road of content would be and then delivered in a sequence of 90 second videos that you can binge through and our tech knows exactly where you are, comes from the brand of your doctor, no one knows we're here, and it knows what you've binged, what you haven't. It allows you to be able to, as I showed you before the show, once you simply text or you receive it, it now drips exactly what you need right when you need it. Well, I will say 
Michael just mentioned it. I was able to see the the demo before we hit record here for this episode and talk about powerful. You know, Michael also mentioned that before we hit record, you know, I've been very fortunate, just like yourself, mentor and advise a lot of startup founders and, and technology companies. And I always mention, hey, what is that most pervasive app that we find on our phones? It's text message. Let's just call it right. out. It is right there. We use it not daily, but we use it more times than once hourly, right? And so when we think yes. about human condition and being trained on text message app. It's a brilliant place to engage with patients and consumers. So Michael, I have so many questions because this is the stuff that I just absolutely love on taking patients through the journey and making sure that they are along for what they need to be getting from their providers. So let's first start with the patient. How has that feedback, you know, we can talk about the technology all we want. You can say how good it is, et cetera, but you know, as well as I do at the end of the day, what matters most is that feedback and what the experience is like for the end user. How has the feedback in? What are patients saying about this journey, the ease of use? Like you said, and I know even as patients myself, having 13 different logins and all these different portals and doing the same paperwork over and over. I mean, I can go on and on and on. We all know the pain points. What has the feedback been directly from those patients and those consumers using your guys' technology? Yeah, great question. So the, the patients, first of all, they want a couple of things. Number one, they want the information right now when they're leaned in. Because when someone is diagnosed, that's the moment, especially if they're treatment naive, they are so interested in learning. And when they go out to Dr. Google, it's really still a wild west. And it also wastes a lot of their time, adds anxiety, and actually wastes the doctor's time to untie many of the things they've learned. So the patient's feedback is, wow, thank you for instantly, you know, when we got on before we started the show, within seconds, I put that right in your hand. And so the ability to have access to something immediately with no friction. Secondly, it has to be thought through in terms of what the patient needs. And often what they need is encouragement. They need the anxiety to go down. And we also map this content exactly the way a patient would prefer to learn. So we do a lot of shadowing and a huge amount of listening to our key opinion leaders and our doctors because they know exactly what helps the patient relax fastest, what's important to them and what sequence. And so the patients are also telling us, wow, the fact that this shows up for me exactly when it's supposed to. So let's say when you're having a surgery, there's a text that comes out with a link to the video that tells you, okay, it's three days before surgery. You need to stop taking this medication. And then it sends you one the night before surgery. All right, good evening. Tomorrow morning is surgery. Make sure you do not eat anything after midnight. Otherwise, your surgery will be canceled. Good morning. It's the day after surgery. This is what the surgical site should look like. If it looks like this, that's a problem. Tap below and call us. Good morning. It's three days after surgery. It's seven days. It's a week. So all of a sudden, Everything, in fact, uh, one of our libraries, we just finished our knee, hip, and spine library, and we actually went through, there are 137 things the patient is supposed to learn or know. How effective are we in the healthcare environment to communicate 137 things across the continuum of care perfectly every time? Well, now it's not only perfect, but we can prove they watched it and ask, guess what else? We also know if they watched it to completion, and it's always happy. Because the content is beautifully designed. But most importantly, people want things on their mobile phone. They don't want to manage another app. But because it comes through their text, our company is not just dealing with mobile delivery. We're actually dealing with what we call mobile intelligence. Because texts really have been a very nascent thing. We're used to getting text. But what I, we also love about text is as the promise of brevity. It's also something quiet and private. There's very little spam. It doesn't have the craziness of email. And it's also nothing the never-ending river you find in social media. 
text is only for your friends and family and for those where you've raised your hand and let someone into that environment. And so the reason we love that is that allows us to use our proprietary technology where we've combined all four disciplines it takes to do what we do. You have to have an SMS and MMS texting platform. You also need landing pages where you can actually have your content and your headers, your footers. You also have to have a specific way to deal with your CRM. So the database management. And then lastly, you have to have a rules engine and marketing engine. And so we have actually a tech stack that was uniquely built for mobile and video where all four of those components are in one unique stack together, fully interoperable. So when you texted in earlier, when we, I did you that demo, it actually created a unique short link completely made uniquely for your device alone. So when you tap that link, that's what we use to displace the need for an email, a password, or an app. And it uses that to be able to track everything you're watching or not watching. And it also allows the doctor in their own look and feel, because everything's white labeled. It's a little bit hard to describe this verbally without seeing it, but what's also powerful is it's coming from their provider in a HIPAA secure environment because of the way we've designed it, but it also allows that uh, doctor to remind them if they forgot. And so if you didn't watch the content, the rules engine knows, oh, they didn't interact with this within X amount of hours or minutes or days. It sends an oops reminder from the doctor. Oops, Dr. Johnson wants to remind you to watch this important video as it relates to your upcoming appointment or medication or post-op instructions or whatever the protocol may be. A whole new way to get rid of the friction. It's absolutely, yeah, like I said, the demo is a phenomenal and it is just absolutely brilliant and more importantly, elegantly designed in the interface is just simple. And at the end of the day, you know, Steve Jobs said it to make things look and feel simple is yeah. actually very difficult. So I trust me, yes. I'm sure that nailing that tech <laughs> stack wasn't easy, Michael. Let's also now talk on the other side of that text message. And it is, you know, the physician, the provider, the care team. What has it been like for them? And you kind of let me tee it up. You kind of mentioned it earlier. You know, a doctor only has a finite amount of time. She's in the operating room two hours per, as you mentioned, each cataract surgery. That's a finite amount of time. There's only so much that a doctor can give in regards to obviously the surgeries, running the practice, educating her patients. What has this been like for the care team, for the physician in regards to being able to use automation, be able to use the scale button, if you will? What's the feedback been from them? Yes. Well, I'll tell you, we talk a lot about the patient experience, but we also have to talk about the provider experience. And of course, the pandemic has really brought front and center the incredible importance of our providers and what kind of lives they live. But the two of the least fond things providers do, working at what we would call the bottom of their license, is repeating the same freshman level things over all day long. Some docs, depending on who you're talking to, see 40, 50, 60, 70 patients a day. Secondly, what they don't like are needless callbacks because you have something called hallway amnesia in a doctor's office. They educate you, but often when you're punched in the nose with a diagnosis, it's the last thing you want to do is be able to remember all this information. Plus, COVID got rid of family members being with you who often were the ones who were paying attention. What did the doctors say? I can't remember. Well, this allows us to be able to hear this from the doctors. They tell us two things. Number one, they are so thrilled that the patient is pre-educated before they arrive for their appointment. In fact, there's one PE-owned group of ophthalmology practices that says, hey, we wanted to get the data fed to us so that we can actually schedule a one-hour appointment if they've been watching the content. If they didn't watch it, we need a two-hour appointment. So being able to come in pre-educated, especially when it comes right to your text, 
It's from your doctor, from their brand. You watch this short sequence of 90-second videos to tell you exactly what you need to know in preparation for that appointment. This is so much better for the patient and it's extremely valuable for the doc. Second, they tell us, is it really changes that belly-to-belly dwell time with that patient into a senior level or even postgraduate level conversation because now you can talk about what's really important versus all of those basics. And then lastly, it saves the callback time because they have all the information properly explained all the way through the continuum of care. And now they don't have to call you to ask because they forgot. It's right there in front of them. They can watch or review. And also in that continuum, we also put PDFs that have specific post-op, pre-op care instructions for that particular practice. So it's extraordinary. It really reminds me of that shift from Blockbuster to Netflix. It's just such a massive multiplier of time and lowering anxiety, as well as, most importantly, it allows everyone to bring the costs down because the care can be more consistent and you can shrink time and still get everything you wanted with far less minutes in between. Super cool. Super cool. In a moment, Michael, I'm going to ask you to look into the crystal ball let us know where you see things heading for us and and how this is going to really help impact continue you know working with our patients making sure that they're part of this journey right we also need to make sure that patients and consumers are part of this as well it's going to take all of us to reimagine this industry but before i go there michael i do have to ask one more let's bring it together now let's bring the patient consumer with the provider together and you mentioned it earlier you mentioned dr google right there's so much information it's just completely overwhelming it just completely inundates one when they go there to search for cataract surgery as an example. I have to imagine this experience that you just described for our community, this also adds a level of trust. That trust layer is also baked into this journey, baked into this experience. Can you describe that relationship between patient and provider, leveraging your technology and increasing, which is important, that trust level of that knowledge, of that information as well? Absolutely. So the internet is amazing, Google is amazing, but it also creates a signal to noise ratio that is a real problem. And so when an uneducated consumer or patient is trying to decipher thousands of articles and figuring out what's right, what's wrong, it's very difficult. And in today's culture, we maximize our time and we actually prioritize it. There are things like Stitch Fix and many other business models where we trust someone else to curate something for us because we don't want to take the time. We don't even want to take the time to drive to a restaurant. We want it delivered. And so when it comes to healthcare, two things. One, I would like to trust the doctor that I'm seeing to provide me with the information. Finally, we have a platform that can make that feasible and possible and most importantly, simple. But second, our company is an interesting collaboration between three different Venn diagrams. The first is story design. The second is next generation technology because we're a technology company. And third, in that overlapping Venn diagram, is the specific disciplinary knowledge of that particular vertical we're serving, particularly in healthcare. So you have to do all three of those really well together and where they overlap is kind of our white hot center. And so we work with some of the leading Michael Jordans of the industry, the key opinion leaders, the very best doctors in each of the disciplines we work in dentistry, ophthalmology, optometry, orthopedics, neurosurgery, plastic surgery, dermatology, et cetera, and now pharmaceuticals. Well, if you listen to the very, very best minds describe to you exactly what the standard of care is, we're right in the middle of the rivers of orthodoxy, and we're listening to them when it comes to workflow. How do we make this so the process of information hits them exactly when they need to be touched with it? So the other nice thing is you don't have to overwhelm them with one moment of a a knowledge dump. You can actually stretch it out exactly when they need that information. I don't need to know a lot of post-op information until I've had my surgery. 
but now it drips it to me just in time. So that just in time, beautifully curated editorial credibility of the best minds. And so when our doctors subscribe, because our business model is like Netflix for business, a practice subscribes to a monthly subscription. They get all the technology, all the content wrapped in their brand, and they pay a monthly subscription for it. But all that content has been beautifully designed and brooded over by the best minds in their industry. And so when these doctors find out who's on our medical advisory boards, they're like, oh my gosh, these are the best guys there are, best men and women in the space. And so we have this combination, not just of tech, but of beautifully designed content built for our specific methodology of mobile intelligence. And that's what makes those two things work together. So now all of a sudden, the patient doesn't have to go out into the wild, wild west and figure it out on their own. It's beautifully curated and delivered just in time. It's absolutely imperative now within our industry. We have to continue to increase those trust levels. And you mentioned that just in time, right? We just can't dump everything on a patient right in one moment in time. Right. This, you know, journey and delivering the content that's needed at that specific time is just a powerful, powerful example of how we take our patients into new horizons that, that we know can help them truly leverage healthcare as it's meant to be. Yes. Well, I was just going to mention as well, an older patient is blown away by this. A younger patient goes, of course it should. <laughs> so we got to keep that in mind. That's so true. Oh my gosh, that's absolutely well said. I mean, it's like, duh, but yeah, I mean, it's well said. And I love that both of them, at the end of the day, both of those persona types get it, right? They're like, that's yep, right. I totally understand why. It, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I love it. So, well, Mike, let's look a little future state. Let's look into the crystal ball. Where do you see things, you know, the, the world's changed dramatically since 2020, as we all know. A lot of new things are happening. Like you said, at the front end of the podcast, now is the time to be curious. Now is the time to think anew, allow your brain to run free. There's so many things that need to be reimagined. And you do. You guys are doing a lot of that with engaged technologies. I mean, I just love, love, love how you were taking these patients on this journey. Where do you see things heading, not only for the industry and what we need to do to continue to bring patients and consumers along, but of course, for your company as well, where things are heading, what's that crystal ball look like? Yeah, well, I think as we look at the future, everything is going to continue to be automated. And you know what? We all love automation. There are, what is it, 100 million plus of us that are Amazon Prime members. Why do we like that? Because it automates our credit card. It automates our shipping information. We want things to be fast, simple, and automatic. Now, that's only really the case when we have a constituent affinity relationship with a stakeholder or someone we trust. We don't want it to be automatic when we don't know who that person is. When someone tries to be clever with us and we don't have a relationship to them, there's a big difference between being cool and creepy. And so when you have a relationship to your provider, to your hospital, to your bank, the more you automate it, the more they think ahead using predictive analytics and AI, and also the more that story that can be super relevant to what you're going through in your journey. When we think about, for example, financial wellness. Well, as we look at our company, we're looking at going beyond healthcare into other industries, veterinary as well as financial services, where you've got these giant knowledge gaps between expert and pedestrian or patient. And so I think the future is going to be using all this extraordinary amount of data and also predicting. And in the healthcare world, you know, we have capitated care, we've got ACOs, we've got to get ahead of population health and figure out how to have a lot less utilization of the infrastructure and the fee-for-service model that we used to have. And so I believe we can actually get ahead. Hey, happy birthday. You just turned 50. Guess what? It's that magical time to schedule the colonoscopy. Hey, you actually missed that one appointment that's really important to your future health. So let's make sure we get you reset. Well, because we can match data with relationships, payers, providers, and 
tell short form stories that are relevant in the moment. And that really can be done in a very sincere and credible and compassionate way. And so this takes the lift and the cost out of so much of what is being done by humans right now, but we can also do it through automation, but still make it feel human. And so, you know, when you watch a movie, people fall in love with movie stars. They've never been with that movie star, but the power of the medium lets something come through. The ethos is powerful. And so as one of our doctors said, you know what? This reminds me of going to church where I get kind of this amazing experience from my pastor who's speaking to a thousand people and all thousand people think they know that guy or gal really, really well. He goes, your technology allows me to essentially be that because through all this video content, they can get to know me without me spending any time with any of them, except they feel this affinity through that relationship. So I think the future is really mixing data with value and timely delivery without friction that adds value to what I need in the moment. I love this notion of trusted automation. I mean, what a brilliant way to paint the future and where things are heading. And it's coming fast. You know, we mm -hmm. hear it all of us. We are creating the internet of healthcare through automation. We're very passionate about it as well. These are some of the things that we're, you know, incredibly dedicated to, to work alongside leaders just like yourself, because we have to do this together as well. But we are very passionate about this. But this notion of this vision of trusted automation, absolutely brilliant, Michael. So thank you for sharing that. But let's now take it back to current state, wonderful future state uh, heading, you know, our way and that you're going to be right in the thick of it with engaged technologies. But let's go back to today. How can our community be helping you? What's one problem, need, or question that you guys have that our community rallied around this podcast can be helping you with? Mm, it's a great question. You know, maybe one thing that could be a, an interesting kind of wiki type thought is how can we better use the mediums that we have between broadcast, print, billboard, social media, to be able to help people turn their kind of everyday living into moments when they can onboard themselves into a drip-based journey to transform their literacy about things they really need to understand. Because our technology is all about making it easy to follow the yellow brick road by having these short 90-second videos come to you in a sequence over time. And so thinking about ways we might be able to figure out how to prioritize what the kind of mass population would be most interested in raising a hand and go, wow, I'd love to have a 90-second video drip to my phone on a regular basis to help me on weight loss or nutrition or whatever it may be, and not pushed by some brand, but also brought to the forefront by some of the best minds that are curating this wisdom as a team instead of just one perspective or the other. And so we're always looking for methodologies to partner with those who are subject matter experts that can actually bring that information and add a lot of value to large scale communities and then connect it to the best resources that are available you know, relevant to that topic and their geography. So that could be an interesting way to get some feedback on how to prioritize that and who some of the best experts are that we could possibly partner with. Well, I know they're out there. We have some of the brightest and passionate, most passionate minds in the industry tuning in on the weekly here. It's phenomenal. This community is rallied around this podcast. So with that, then Michael, in order to be able to help you give you that feedback, think through some of the things that you just asked the community, they need to be able to get a hold of you. What are some contact points online, social media handles, websites, or otherwise, where can we find you? You bet. So our website is www.engagetg.com. TG stands for Technologies Group. So engagetg.com. You can find us there. Uh, my email address is michaelb at engagetg.com. And I'm not, frankly, big on social media. I find myself in a difficult position where we're meeting with some of the biggest brands in the world and some of the most interesting executives who don't necessarily want to be outed as we're dealing with them. And so I find there's not a lot I can say publicly. And so I don't have a real opportunity to be able to put a lot of that out there, but 
would love to collaborate with those who are really interested in innovation as we continue to find new ways to add value across, you know, the healthcare network. Well, you invited our community in to your inbox, and I know that the ones that are passionate about this will let you know. And of course, a lot of great content over on your website as well. So for our community, you can head down into the episode notes, click on through with those contact points online for Michael and the team at Engage Technologies. Also, you can head over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for Michael's episode that will have these contact points online and an area to leave some comments, questions, feedback, or otherwise for him and the team. Again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Michael, as you can tell, I'm fired up about these types of technologies and how we engage with consumers and patients. This stuff is exactly what I love seeing happen in the marketplace. I could be here. I mean, maybe maybe we might be doing a part two of where are they now in a year or so, Michael, get an update, give our community an update where things are. But we're going to wind it down for now. I have one more big piece for you, and then we're going to get out of here. It's a fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because... We can make an impact and transform lives by delivering value and wisdom. And that's what we love to do. I love it. I love it. Well, Michael, thank you so much for taking a pit stop today on our podcast, spending some time with our community and sharing all the wonderful work happening within Engage Technologies. Keep it up. We're rooting you on. We look forward to those updates. But for now, Michael, thank you so much for joining up today. Mike, thank you. If there was ever a time we needed passionate pioneers, it's now. So thank you for your leadership. You are amazing. We really appreciate what you do. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.